0: Good morning and happy Friday, my dear friends. You are listening to 30 Minutes with TNA. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We have missed a week because life is hard. <laughs> and we know you were all really bummed last week looking for your new podcast, but here we are and we have a really, really good one for you. We are not going to focus on current events today and uh, leave all of our jibber-jabber aside. Politics are popping off, and we're going to ignore it for 30 minutes today. How do you feel about that, Tierney?
1: I'm, you know me, I'm always ready to ignore the politics, especially uh, in the year 2020. So... (laughs) But even though we're steering clear of current events, it's still a little current, right? This is very current. The topic is current because we're still (laughs) pandemic-related.
0: This is pandemic-related. And um, it's interesting. I think we'll have a follow-up to this. I'm going to interview Tuni, my very best friend, on how it has been to go through all of her major life milestones for the very first time in the pandemic. Tierney has been gotten engaged, gotten married, gotten pregnant, and will now have a baby all within the pandemic window. The
1: pandemic and
0: The pandemic window. <laughs> and I have been with you and alongside you this whole ride, and you have been extremely poised. There have been highs and there have been lows. Um, And I don't want to talk about me too much, but I think that it's super interesting that this is happening to you. And I think that there are a lot of people that can relate um, along with milestones come Celebrations come, family dynamics come, uh, a lot of change normally. So, you know, when you get married, there's lots of parties that go involved. You have a bachelorette party, you have a bachelor party, you have bridal showers, you have brunches, um, all which have been a struggle. Same with uh, having a baby, and especially having a wedding, which we did pull off with 26 people, which we'll get to. Um, but you you have a unique experience, and I want the world to hear it, and um, let's start with where were you in January of 2020?
1: January 2020, Gregory and I were in Thailand. Um, we were in Thailand. We were. The world was normal there was a little bit of talk about coronavirus but it was just this thing in china that like nobody was concerned about so our life was normal i knew we were going to be getting engaged soon um because obviously we talked about it a lot and i knew that the reason why we weren't engaged yet was because my brother's wedding was coming in early february and when Gregory and I spoke about getting engaged and getting married, I mentioned to him that I didn't want to step on my brother's toes and take his shine away at his wedding by showing up with my own big news. So I knew it was going to be after that. <laughs> um, 20 was normal.
0: January 2020 20, 20 was normal. Yeah. And, and what is normal like?
1: Normal for me was working from home, um, producing events, a job that I love and sometimes do with Alexa (laughs) with you and working from home and traveling a lot traveling a lot with my partner and current and my husband um traveling a lot for work and traveling a lot for vacation purposes so
0: would you say that that's that's the biggest change is the lack of travel
1: the lack of travel and the lack of employment (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. one of the many I know we talked about this in an early episode I'm one of the many uh people who was laid off with coronavirus along with like a third of the company mm-hmm. a large, a large company so for those of you that also this happened to <laughs> I feel for you guys
0: So uh, I was there. I was at your brother's wedding and um, there was a little bit of talk about this, this coronavirus. And um, obviously your current husband had all the facts. So everyone was asking Gregory what's going on in China. Um, I actually had a sister in China, so that we were talking about it a little bit, and it did feel like an other, like we were something, and there was something else going on in the world, and um, mm-hmm. I don't think we could have ever imagined that um, it would affect us like this. Um,
1: it's crazy for you that even with having your sister in China during that time, it still felt like an other situation for you, like... For me, of course, cause I didn't know anyone who was going through it in China, but like even for you, it still didn't feel really like a real threat to us, right?
0: Absolutely not. I mean, when something is in China or news from China is going on, Americans don't necessarily go, this could infect us as well. Um, and that's an interesting thought just in general, how, how we think that we're so um, protected. Um, so your current husband Gregory, as everyone knows him, he called he called me when he was thinking of of proposing, as any good uh, boyfriend would do, and we were talking about it with our other best friend Chelsea, who adamantly wanted to postpone your engagement. Um, so the virus had hit. This was you got proposed you got engaged when?
1: In March.
0: What day? March what day? 21st. March 21st, and our first day of quarantine in L.A. was March 14th.
1: hmm
0: So you got engaged two weeks into the start of quarantine.
1: hmm
0: Can you tell me about that and if you would change any of it?
1: Um, I definitely wouldn't change any of it. Uh, his proposal was magical. We were free diving. It's one of our favorite things to do. And I was completely surprised. I had no idea it was coming. And I assumed that whenever he proposed, I would know exactly since we spoke about marriage a lot around this time. Um, but he got me. He surprised me. And it was amazing. It was a bummer that after we got engaged that day, you know, you just want to call everyone and have all your friends over and like celebrate. We even ran into some friends at the dock when we got off the boat, and I couldn't hug them. You know, they all were like, "Let me see the ring," and like wanted to touch my hand and so hug me. And it was really strange because, like, like you said, you know, we were in the beginning of coronavirus, so. We were in the
0: stage where we were wiping down packages and not touching metal. We were in that stage where we didn't really know what was going on.
1: Exactly. So it was sad because I wasn't, I wasn't hugging. Everyone wanted to hug us and we were like terrified to hug anybody. So obviously that was a hurdle. Um, You know, now months in, I'm so used to it, but in, in March, it was really tough to have such a major thing happen in my life and not have the people that I wanted to be around. you know, I imagine that if, if it wasn't coronavirus, you probably would have been there maybe for my engagement. Um, sure. I think maybe some other people that were in cahoots with Gregory about it might have been there. So, um, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely weird and anyone else I mean I saw a handful of other friends on Instagram that ended up getting engaged through the pandemic and I feel for you guys if it was a weird one <laughs> getting engaged in the pandemic is a weird one
0: do, do you think that you were as surprised as you were because there was a pandemic and you thought that he would wait wait through it
1: uh, it didn't cross my mind because I was so excited in the, in that moment, but I, w- I want to say either like that night or like the day after or something like that, um, when we were talking about, it, I was like, I can't believe you're my fiance, blah, blah, blah. I asked him if he considered um, postponing, postponing his plans uh, because of the pandemic, and he told me that he definitely didn't, and... He, there was no way he was going to postpone regardless of the pandemic. And if anything, that, that gave him more of a reason to get it done. He told me that seeing me so stressed out and like anxiety ridden over what was happening in the world gave him more motivation to show me that he wanted to give me something I could be certain about since there was so much uncertainty around us. And I just found that response to be so romantic and so sweet and yeah. i felt so lucky to have a partner like that to go through this shit storm with um yeah. and i'm glad he didn't postpone it because we could maybe not be engaged now <laughs> like
0: what right. the fuck who knows how long it would be and that's i will tell you that gregory was like i am not putting this off and mm-hmm. um he was really adamant about it and and that's awesome like you really found a a good one because all he wanted to do was get a ring on your finger and from a best best friend perspective I know you've been waiting to like be engaged we always talk about getting engaged as like girls like passing around ring photos uh, for years and Mm -hmm. I kind of felt the same um one of our friends was super adamant put it off put it off and I was like I think she just wants it to happen you know so um Mm -hmm. I'm glad that that happened, and then um, tell us what happened next, because you got engaged, things were wild, um, and then I got a phone call from you.
1: We got engaged in March, and we, you know, things with the pandemic were very strange. I I want to say I lost my job probably like March 10th or something <laughs> like right at the beginning of all this stuff. The event that I had on March 10th was like the last event that I that I did. And they basically were like, this is going to be our last event for a long time. And then a few days later, we're like, oh, weird. nobody's working here anymore. <laughs> um, so I had a lot of free time on my hands. Gregory's Businesses. We came to Florida. This all hop, we were living in South Carolina. We came to Florida at the time, um, which quarantine, to quarantine um, with my family, and which is uh, where we got engaged. So we've been living there for like uh, all almost all of March and got engaged and are just spending a lot of time together and family and. Yeah, so Gregory and I were obviously right when we got engaged. I am an event producer, so I was like, Oh my god, my wedding, my engagement party, my bachelorette, my bridal shower like all the things a million things that I was ready to (laughs) send you a freaking spreadsheet and a run of show for all these events, (laughs) and that I kind of knew in my mind how I wanted them all to go, but coronavirus pretty much uh, stomped all over all of that for me. And the more we were talking about the wedding, the more we realized like we had no fucking clue when a wedding was ever gonna happen or be a possibility. And um, we also knew that we wanted to have kids. So putting off a wedding (laughs) for a long time was not really something that I was interested in, but when we ended up getting pregnant right away, like first try, <laughs> um, I won't, I'll spare you guys all the dirty details. Ooh, uh,
0: just a little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't think, in short, long story short, we didn't think that it would be super easy to conceive. So, We were not so careful because um, we just didn't think it was going to be an easy situation for us. And by the time we were married, we figured, you know, if doctors needed to be involved or anything of the sort, we could, um, we'd already be at that bridge and ready to cross it. So lucky us, we got pregnant really easily. And then there was... You
0: you were afraid that it would be difficult to get pregnant. So you guys decided to just... Be unsafe and see well, what happens. After happened. we got
1: engaged, correct.
0: Well, after you got engaged. I was like, well, I'm going
1: to marry him anyway. Right. Who And I want babies. And so, then
0: pretty much right away.
1: Right away. First try. We are pregnant. We were pregnant.
0: And that was... You really had good. doctors tell you it might be very difficult for you to conceive.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if this is like too much for our listeners. but no,
0: people love this stuff. I mean... Um,
1: I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which can cause a lot of struggles with fertility. So actually, when Gregory and I first started dating, um, I would say we were probably dating for only like ten months. By the time I was like, I know, I knew that I wanted to be with him. I knew I wanted a family with him. Like, I went and got my fertility checked. I like checked out my ovaries and my eggs and and all this stuff. Um, long before we were engaged just because I wanted to be ready for whenever that all happened and so I knew that like things weren't (laughs) in the best order they could be in for me but a lot of um, medical professionals told me that not to worry about it and I'm young and I'm healthy and you know if I needed help down the road help would be there so that was kind of where we were at in terms of whether or not we would be able to just have kids on our own. Um, so once we got engaged, I was like, well, the world is ending. <laughs> Who cares? Like if we're married or not, I'm going to marry you. And I want children. You want children. Like we can start trying. And we tried once. So it was a happy, happy, yeah. unexpected. Like it was unexpected in that we didn't think we didn't think it would be so easy. Um, so even though, we, it was intentional. We were still like, just in shock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will always remember where I was when I got the call. Where? That you were pregnant. I was, well, I was in quarantine with some dude just oh, my yeah. feet were just off the ground. Like nothing in my life was in place. And, you know, I was very, just like, what is happening? You know? Um, and then uh, the phone rang and you said, I'm pregnant. And, I was like, "Are you kidding?" And you were like, "This would be a really dumb thing to to lie about, right?" <laughs> and, I, and I sat down on the curb outside of where I was quarantining and just like cried happy tears. I was like, "Oh my god, my best friend is
1: pregnant!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a definitely crazy. So then, like getting pregnant for the first time is already. a, a big thing anyone who's had a baby knows so then to like you're going through this major change in your life but also on top of it the whole world is like nobody knows what the fuck is happening in the world so <laughs> I mean one thing that was especially hard in the early early days of this pregnancy was going to my doctor's appointments which I always assumed my husband would be present for and you know because it was our baby it wasn't just my baby I mean it is our baby and I always you know you've envisioned like with your first baby you're sitting there and you're looking at its heartbeat on a screen and your husband is there holding your hand that's just what we as women like expect and are ready for and that's
0: well that's natural to have your partner there with you and your child and he wasn't able to come into the hospital room with you for all your checkups because of the pandemic.
1: Right. I mean, I'm eight months pregnant now and he's never been to one single appointment. He's barely even spoken with my midwife. He's never seen the baby on the ultrasound except for like through FaceTime.
0: (laughs) So are you worried about, um, when you are ready to deliver the baby, what's going to happen with Gregory being able to join you in the room? Gregory will be able to join me in the room
1: as long as he doesn't have coronavirus. Okay. So we, I mean, a couple of weeks before the due date, we probably will just like go back into full blown quarantine, the two of us, because I can't we can't I can't risk like him getting coronavirus and not being able to be there for me when we deliver the baby
0: so mm-hmm. that's kind Full of blown quarantine point. meaning you don't see anyone
1: we won't it's see anyone you. so
0: we'll be missing Thanksgiving
1: um which is mm-hmm. pretty close to the due date we won't be seeing my family for a couple weeks we'll just hang out at home the two of us and I'll be waddling around and <laughs> <laughs> be waiting and waiting because that's the fucked up world that we live in now you only got one person and you only get that person if if you're both negative for coronavirus so
0: well that's i think that's really obviously really smart you can't (laughs) freaking risk that yeah actually when i
1: first uh got pregnant and coronavirus was peaking they banned because i know you guys have all heard a lot of terrible stories about people dying alone in the hospital in those early months, dying of coronavirus, um, and they banned people's partner to come in to the births, so this became like a whole additional anxiety for me. I was like, I can't give birth alone, like, is this the right time for us to be having a baby, and, and having something like coronavirus question, make, make me question whether or not I should be starting my family now was really a big hurdle for both of us because it just shouldn't be something that we have to concern with when we're, you know, thinking about our timeline of our life and our goals. Um, Let's talk about
0: that for a second. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how you manage your stress and anxiety? And we haven't even gone into um, how you put together a wedding in a matter of weeks so that Mm -hmm. you could be married to the father of your child when your child came into the world. And so that, um, you know, you were a family, Mm -hmm. the, the amount of stress involved in getting married and being pregnant in a pandemic can definitely weigh on you. And I will say from my point of view, you have always been my most calm friend who has asked me directly, how does it feel to have anxiety? And that pissed me off. I'm like, Tierney, the fact that you don't know how it feels to have anxiety (laughs) and I have to walk you through it is ridiculous, but you were a person who didn't ever suffer from anxiety. And please share how you've managed, what tools you've picked up and what has been your saving grace.
1: Oh God, what a tricky question because that's true that I have asked you in the past, like the listener needs to know that that's true. I never experienced anxiety never. Um, for 30 years until the pandemic. And then I experienced it a lot and it's awful. And I'm so sorry that for anyone who's been experiencing this lifelong and not just for the last nine months or however long we've been here.
0: Um, Most people have anxiety, by the way.
1: Right. So I, this is new to me and the management of it. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just going to tell you what I've been doing, but I don't know if you should take this as advice because I'm not sure it's the healthiest way since I'm new at to the anxiety club, but I've been doing a lot of just looking forward.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and even if it's only a little bit forward, you know, like The wedding, for example, I was so anxious. When we got engaged during the pandemic, I was so anxious that I couldn't choose a wedding date because I didn't know when people would be allowed to travel. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know when I could go visit my wedding venues. And I didn't know when caterers would be open. So all those unknown, I needed to put something that I knew in, in front of myself to look forward to. So then I was like, well, fuck it. We're getting married next month at this place that I've never been to. And this is what I'm doing. And just put a ton of energy into the things that I knew I could control. And I knew were kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it was just a short way ahead of time, only a month ahead of time, I could put a light there for myself to look forward to and move towards like a goal Um, and less concerning with, where the fuck are we going to be a year from now? Because even today, you know, if I start thinking about December of 2021, I have no idea what the world is going to look like. So I can't think about that really. (laughs) I just am looking only a little bit ahead and trying (laughs) to, so right now my, you know, my light at the end of the tunnel is we're going to have a baby in eight weeks. So that's just my focus now. But through this whole thing, I've just kind of taken these major events and put them up on a pedestal and then blocked out all the shitty, shitty stuff around me because I think otherwise, how, how
0: do you block out that stuff? And like, tell, tell us about a moment where you felt panicked and uncertain and how you recovered from that.
1: Hmm. I mean, I've been panicky a lot. (laughs) You say I'm your calmest friend, but I don't know how that's possible. I don't feel very calm. I feel quite frantic. Um, I, having a partner that I trust and love really helps.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) It helps a lot. Um, And even though going through um, the biggest moments of my life during the pandemic has been probably the hardest thing, because in a perfect world, I would have had a 300 person wedding and, you know, I would have gone on a bachelorette party and all this stuff. Even though the pandemic has been really tough on it, the pandemic has also kind of forced me to really enjoy those moments. Is that inspiring?
0: (laughs) I don't know if we're looking for inspiring. I'm kind of just looking for like the real of it, the dirt of it, like, um, when we had your zoom baby shower right like a baby shower is a celebration of a woman turning into a mother yeah it's you know women gathering together and we did the best we could over zoom
1: yeah
0: and you know how was that for you
1: that was shitty for me (laughs) that was shitty for me uh because everyone has their anxieties and everybody has their own shit going on due to the pandemic like you see those memes that are like yeah 2020 man like that's just my excuse for everything and since everybody has this excuse a lot of people aren't putting forth their like care that I feel like (laughs) it sounds selfish but that I feel like in a regular world somebody else would have thrown me my baby shower I wouldn't have had to throw my own zoom baby shower (laughs) like it's weird to throw your own baby shower because then it kind of just feels like a desperate call out for gifts which let's be honest a baby shower you give all these people a bunch of mimosas and a beautiful brunch and they help you buy stuff for your baby and that's kind of the trade-off so when it comes to zoom it felt desperate on my end um wasn't a family member. Well, my sister in law actually, and you, really did a great job helping arrange and organize and get me through it. But it wasn't exactly the same as somebody, you know, throwing a party in my honor.
0: To- yeah, because you, when you like end, you click leave meeting, right? And all of a sudden, you're back where you were alone. Um, yep, exactly. That's a better way to put it. Right. <laughs>
1: Zoom baby shower, not my favorite. Probably my least favorite event of the pandemic.
0: (laughs) I, I do want to say that your wedding was the most beautiful wedding that I've ever been to. I thought that it was absolutely perfect. It changed my perceptions of what weddings needed to be. I thought 26 people was plenty. Um, Everyone there was important and a valuable part of your life. Uh, The intimacy was undeniable. And we really were able to focus on you and Gregory. And everyone had a welcomed retreat from the absolute chaos of the state of the world into this little bubble of love and ceremony. So there have definitely been blessings that came from this wedding. I think, I think it was hard for you to get married while pregnant and not being able to, you know, drink on your, on your pregnancy, on your wedding weekend. I think that was really difficult. And I think that the stress is around everyone getting coronavirus and the wedding having to be canceled. I mean, one person could have thrown the entire thing off and, uh, we cut it really close, but you did make it through. And I kind of want to end this on the note of what have been the little diamonds in the rough. What have been the gems that came out of this dirt that is um, the state of our planet in your personal life? Like, how has it how has it benefited you and your life?
1: I think it really has put me, helped me put a microscope on, on to what are the most important things in my life. And um, as I mentioned before, in the beginning of this, you know, pre-pandemic, I was just, it was a lot of travel and a lot of party planning and a lot of going to parties. And thought, I think maybe I thought those were the most important things in my life and don't get me wrong, I miss them terribly every single day. I can't wait for a party someday again, but um, the most important thing thing in my life is, is my husband and our family that we're creating. And a global pandemic is not, was not something that was going to make us put off, you know, committing our lives together was not going to make us put off starting our family together
0: um and that felt good that that felt like you guys are indestructible what you're creating is its own unit beyond what's going on outside of it
1: exactly I think that if anything the pandemic has just made us more certain of each other and our future and our lives together so yeah. That's a good thing from it, I suppose. Uh,
0: yeah. Because yeah. It's so easy, right? When, when these milestones come around, it's easy to make excuses in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, we don't need to do that. Oh, let's put that off. And when it's difficult mm-hmm. on this broad scale and you decide to do it anyway, keep powering through, figure it out, it makes that intentionality very clear. And the clarity is there. So that's definitely, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think that you definitely have a better way with words than I do in terms of kind of wrapping that up into a more digestible uh, bit of uh, advice for people who are going through big life milestones or big life decisions or just anything that that seems major during this time and I think the way that you said it you know if if it's easy to put it off then it might not be the thing right and if a if pandemic it's not a hell
0: yes it's a hell no
1: and if the pandemic isn't standing in your way then like you know show the pandemic who's boss <laughs> truly
0: truly it, it it removes distractions and Kind of peels away all the layers and like we said on our friendship and love episode mm-hmm. you know who's you know who's with you you know who you're choosing to stay connected to and yeah it's beautiful it's been really beautiful for me to watch you do this um starting from Gregory proposing to you underwater to you guys getting pregnant, to having your beautiful wedding, to looking—you officiating
1: people. my beautiful wedding.
0: <laughs> I officiated that beautiful wedding, and I—I want to share a special moment uh, at that wedding. There was, there was a moment of fear for you, um, and the metaphor for it was that it was going to rain, mm-hmm. um, and I was at the end of the aisle with Gregory. And we could kind of see your dress in the background, and the wedding song had gone on a little longer than anticipated and Gregory and I had absolutely no doubt that you would get through it, and you would process your fear. neither of us were like, "Oh, she might not come right It was like <laughs> was the moment you and guys
1: knew I, that, but i didn't
0: well you you did you processed your moment and it, and and you you made it down the aisle, and let's let's let, let me share this because I, I do think that your aisle and your marriage moment is a huge metaphor for your entire experience through this pandemic. Um, there was a there was a gray cloud coming, very oh, like gray, a very gray cloud oh. coming, <laughs> and I was facing all the guests. And your brother said, don't look to your right. And I looked to my right and I looked on the sand and I was like, what's on my right? Like a lizard. Like I I thought there was like something to look at. And he goes, he pointed up and I looked up and there was a gray cloud. And I was like, who cares? And was very just, you know, gung ho about getting this wedding done. And then everyone started to be like, ooh, it's going to rain. Uh, the hotel person came over to me and was like, it's probably going to rain. I was like, whatever, it's, it's fine. Rain is beautiful. <laughs> We're going to keep going. <laughs> the time came for you to walk down the aisle and the cloud was getting closer and the music came on and everyone was kind of nervous. It was that, that feeling before a storm comes where it's kind of wet in the air a little bit dark and there was just nerves that were just really high and I'm standing at the end of the aisle ready to you know hold space for everyone. Um luckily I did a meditation before. And um then there was that long pause of the bride not walking down the aisle. Gregory and I like looking at each other talking to each other. He was like she's going to come and we were like come on Tierney come on Tierney you yeah, know come on Tierney and then you and then you walked down the aisle and you had so many ideas about your wedding Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and although this was a welcomed alternative it wasn't your first choice (laughs) and definitely having rain involved was not in your first choice no so though you could have accepted what we were doing with 26 people on a tiny little beach you were not ready to accept the rain yeah and you met me at the end of the aisle shaking It can't rain at my wedding. It can't rain in my wedding. Mm -hmm. And we were ready to begin. And I was, you know, starting my sermon or whatever. And I remember pausing and looking at you and saying, breathe. Do you remember this?
1: Yeah, you told me to be
0: present. Be present. And slowly all the fear started to wash off of you. And I felt your energy just absolutely shift. I wonder if you connected with Gregory at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time you were reading your vows, it was pouring rain, just dumping rain. People were running up with umbrellas. You had an (laughs) umbrella tucked in your ear with your paper underneath it, reading your vows to Gregory. Um, Yeah. And the rain cleared. And by the time I said, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? The sun was out and you guys said your I do's under a bright, crisp new sun and a huge, huge rainbow. And you walked back down the aisle in sunlight, in dryness. That is a miracle. (laughs) I have goosebumps. I mean, what an experience. (laughs) I have goosebumps remembering it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really, really insane. I mean, when I was standing at the end of the aisle before I walked, staring at the storm, terrified with my dad. And, you know, the wedding venue was so taken aback. Like, they were so flustered by the impending rainstorm. Was that they like forgot to give me my bouquet and mm-hmm. I was concerned about it that I didn't even notice that I wasn't holding a bouquet. And Walked
0: down the aisle without a bouquet. I had tears
1: in my eyes and I was like, daddy, like check the, right. My dad's checking the radar and he's like my go-to weather person. And I, I trust everything he said, tells me about the weather always. And he's like looking at the radar and he's like, it's going to be okay. And I knew he was lying. I knew he knew it was going to rain on me. He knew he knew it was going to rain on me. And I was like, make it not rain. Like, don't let it rain. Can you do something? Do something. I was crying. And my dad was like, don't worry about it. There's going to be a rainbow. He kind of like shoved me a little like down the <laughs> stairs to like to the beach, to the you island. You were taking too long. Honestly, let's be real. Don't worry about it. There's going to be a rainbow and kind of pulled me down the steps to like start going down the aisle and down we went. And then there was a rainbow. And in the... Before that, when I was standing there and the, like the storm was getting closer and closer and you were about to start, you know, and I was just not present. I kept staring at the storm and staring back at you guys. And then back at the storm, you stopped everything, told me to be present. And I, I looked out at everyone standing there, like everyone sitting there. And there was like, everyone was terrified it was going to dump rain all over us like everyone looked so nice and they knew it was gonna pour and I look at all of them and like I see Nico (laughs) and he just looks at me and he's like like it's gonna be fun like Mm -hmm. nodded his head and I was like okay and then right about the exact same moment you were like be present and I was like
0: okay we're gonna get married in the rain (laughs) and we did and you did and the best thing about this marriage in the rain. I mean, there are so many things about it, but there were 26 people kind of spread out. And in order to hear you and also avoid the rain, everyone circled in. Mm -hmm. And you had 26 eyeballs very close to us at the altar. Like everyone was close. It was like this close knit unit that would not have happened without the rain people would have stayed back on their little bench and that didn't happen everyone pulled forward and that created this like intimacy around the ceremony that was truly magical so like that's that's where there is rain there is a rainbow so that's a beautiful way to to end this episode and end this story and i'm so proud of you i'm unbelievably amazed at the gracefulness that you've been able to, we didn't even talk about how you moved, right? So you have yeah. been engaged, you have been pregnant, you have been married, you have moved states, and you seem <laughs> to have a child. I don't think that there's another milestone that you can add <laughs> to this. That's all of them.
1: Yeah, I'll say. Okay. Unless one of us catches coronavirus. So, oh my so God. That doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Not gonna happen, no. So. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for encouraging me to do this. I mean, you know, I much prefer to be the comedian when I'm uh doing the monologue and cracking jokes and not be the vulnerable one. So thank you for the encouragement to uh get me to do this special episode.
0: <laughs> of course. And I, I hope you're you're carrying yourself with pride that you're you're doing an amazing job. And let's end this episode with words of advice from you to any man or woman going through any of these milestones right now, while the world is pretty scary. What what would you say to them right now from your position as an eight months pregnant, newly married? Newly married
1: I would say that you gotta just focus on the rainbow or a pot of gold at the end. I mean. Even if it's hard to see the rainbow right now, there will be, um, there will be something better on the other side and you're just gonna keep
0: going after it. Focus on the rainbow. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Next time we interview you. No. <laughs> No milestones have been reached on my end. Not one. No,
1: that's not true. He started okay. a
0: business. It's not one of the five life milestones. I am I am by your side on, <laughs> on, on your journey. I'll, I'll have my own one day. But right now, one of my milestones is getting to be an auntie to your beautiful son who's on his way. Eight weeks out. Eight weeks out. <laughs> I love you. All right, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thank you, Tierney and everyone listening. Godspeed. Yeah, we'll see you next Friday. See you next Friday.